Your contributions help keep Living on Earth on the air. Please give generously at LOE.org today. Northeastern University in Boston is the greenest college in America. That's according to the Green Metric Ranking of World Universities. And worldwide, Northeastern ranks only just below the University of Nottingham in the UK. Northeastern scores for energy efficiency and climate protection in 2011 helped it beat out all other colleges, including the University of Connecticut, the University of California at Berkeley, and UCLA in the world competition conducted by the University of Indonesia. Living on Earth's Bobby Bascom took a visit to the Northeastern campus and has this story of how they've been able to score with efficiency. Northeastern University sits right in downtown Boston, between Symphony Hall and the Museum of Fine Arts. I met Joe Ranahan, the energy manager for the university, next to the Ruggles subway stop right outside Shulman Hall. He greeted me on a wide green lawn, but it didn't always look this way. There used to be a highway that went right through where the Ruggles station is. Now it's uh, become a pretty open and green space, where before it was just um, a dirt parking lot and thousands and thousands of cars. Instead of paving the parking lot and building expensive garages, the university planted grass and focused their development on public transportation. The school is now within walking distance of several bus routes, five subway stops, and is part of a metro bike share program. The carbon footprint has been reduced by a tremendous amount. And Northeastern says it's on track to reach its goal to reduce carbon pollution 80% by 2050. Joe led me on a walking tour of the campus to show off the work they've done so far. We're close to our steam plant. It's a big energy feature on our campus. We, uh, we feed steam through the ground to uh, about 70% of our buildings. We use steam on campus to heat during the uh, winter. Um, we use it all year round to heat water for kitchens, for student uh, dormitories. It's an extremely clean plant and uh, we're actually very proud of it. So can we go see it now? Yes, we can. It is. It's um. It's actually good that it's hot in here. Um, it's you, it's more efficient to make steam using hot air as the combustion air than it is to use cold air. Um, you you have to heat the air up to combustion temperature, and if it's already warm, you have a more efficient process. So so what are we seeing here? These are some really big machines. Yes, we uh, we have six boilers in our plant. The reason that we, uh, we wanted to start making our own steam was because the steam utility would send us steam, but we would take the condensate, which is the water left after the useful work is taken out of the steam, we would have to throw that condensate down the drain. It was a waste of water, it was a waste of heat. So what we did is we started to slowly build a steam distribution network of our own, and we take that condensate back to our steam plant and take that hot water and reuse it to make new steam. We save a, a tremendous amount of water, and we also save, again, a tremendous amount of, of energy because we're using our preheated water to make steam again. Joe says these changes are saving the university several million dollars a year over what they were paying to buy steam. They're systematically looking at all the buildings to see if there are other opportunities for more efficiency. One thing that I hate to see is a, uh, a window open during the winter because somebody has a broken thermostat and their heat stuck on. Or conversely, we've all probably been in some office somewhere in the summertime where you wish you had a sweater. Right, right. And that's, I mean, that, there's no need for that. Since 2005, energy consumption by buildings on the Northeastern University campus has fallen by roughly 21 percent. 
but Renahan says they're not done yet. There's a continual energy audit for each of the roughly 70 buildings on campus. It'll sort of be like painting the Brooklyn Bridge, where by the time we get to the last one, it'll be time to start the first one again. Joe Renahan is especially excited about the new construction on campus. Northeastern University's newest building, International Village, is just three years old and LEED Gold certified. So this is the uh, front vestibule of the, uh, of the International Village, and the, uh, the feature that uh, we're looking at in this particular space is the daylight harvesting. There's large glass windows which let in uh, plenty of light when the sun's out. So there's sensors on the roof that sense that light, and when it's bright enough inside of this space, it turns all the lights off automatically. So, uh, so where are we off to next year? Um, I think we'll go onto the green roof, which is uh, which is one floor up. Okay. This was the first building that we decided to look at. These um, these are motion-controlled stairwell lights. So what these do is they dim the light down to the code the safety level. But when somebody comes walking up the stairs, they'll turn on to full brightness so that they can see. It makes sense. Why waste the power if nobody's using it? But we're still, we still maintain the safety code. We leave the hallway and enter a gym with runners working out on a treadmill. Large glass doors open up to the roof of the cafeteria. But this roof looks more like a park. It has vegetated areas that absorb water runoff and bamboo plantings to provide shade in the summer. It's a beautiful place to, uh, to sit. So was there a reason to put this in other than aesthetics? Uh, well, it does um, act as insulation on the, uh, the roof below. In addition to that, we have um, some natural lighting for the cafeterias. If you look to my right, you'll see two what look like sheds. They're actually skylights, which light the, the service area of the cafeteria downstairs. Going up. Even the elevators here got an environmental upgrade. Elevators are kind of a forgotten thing in, a, um, in any building. And when we first took over the building, I got into the elevators and the first thing I noticed was incandescent light bulbs. So I said, we can't have incandescent light bulbs in an elevator, they're on 24-7 and they're the least efficient type of light. So the university worked with a utility, NSTAR, to install LED lights in the elevators. By replacing incandescence with LEDs, Northeastern saves roughly 41,000 kilowatt hours a year and roughly $5,000. It's close to lunchtime, and Joe Ranahan is eager to show off the cafeteria in International Village. It's bright with lots of natural light. It offers organic and vegan options and sources the food from local farms as much as possible. They compost six to seven hundred tons of food waste each year and send it back to farms for fertilizer. This cafeteria has the distinction of being the first Green Restaurant Association um, green-rated cafeteria that's in a LEED gold-rated building. Kind of sounds like you're trying to shoehorn yourself into a, um, an award, but it's actually a nice award to have. It's a long climb to the top of the Curry Student Center, where 90 solar panels were installed back in 1994 as an experiment. They still produce power, but the math doesn't quite make sense on a large scale. You look at this whole roof filled with solar panels, and it produces maybe 3% of the power for this building. 
I mean, if I needed to power this whole building, I'd have to cover all of these roofs with solar panels. Just to power this one to building. Power this one building. So it it just, especially in a space constrained area like an urban school, we don't have the space to sort of put a you know large utility size uh, array onto campus. Ranahan says efficiency is the way to go. The way that we look at it, you could generate clean power, but then use it inefficiently, or you could use less power through more efficient uh, means, and either way, you're still, the net effect is that you are creating less emissions. Northeastern has a relatively small endowment to make the upgrades to the university, so they've made the conscious choice to save money by going green. In the last five years, the school has reduced its power use by nearly 10.7 million kilowatt hours annually, saving the school nearly $1.3 million a year. Sam Solomon is the Northeastern University treasurer. Well, I know that our overall utility costs have been able to remain stable or go down over recent years, even though obviously the size of the campus has gotten larger and the footprint and square footage has gotten bigger. So whether you can tie it directly to the new windows or to other energy-saving features, we're obviously doing something right. Northeastern expects to be around for a long time, so they feel they can afford to wait for dividends from energy efficiency investments. In the long run, we look at any project we do on a cost-benefit analysis, and anything with a reasonable payback period, it's worth making the investment, even if it takes a couple of years to get the money back. Northeastern is not alone when it comes to investing in sustainability. I think we're in the early days of a spectacular trend. Mitchell Tomaschow is president emeritus of Unity College in Maine and a consultant to colleges and universities on sustainability issues. If you look at all the sustainability initiatives that are taking place now in colleges and universities, it's absolutely mind-boggling compared to what we were seeing, let's say, at the end of the 1990s or in the early 2000s. Tomaschow says colleges and universities across the country are experimenting with a wide range of innovations that work for them. In congested Boston, solar panels don't make sense for Northeastern. But in wide open and sunny Arizona, that math works out differently. Visit uh, Arizona State University, you'll see solar panels on the football stadium, you'll see them on the parking lots. There are schools that are focusing on wind. University of Minnesota put a whole bunch of uh, windmills in. And then there are small colleges. Unity College, where I was president, has a tremendous focus on sustainability. We built the first lead platinum uh, president's residence in the country. So we can go on and on and on. The list is just enormous. More than 700 colleges and universities in the U.S. have signed pledges to reach carbon neutrality. They serve nearly 40% of students nationally, and Tomaschow says these institutions are setting a good example for the students they educate. When the campus models sustainability initiatives, it sends a terrific message to the students. It says, yes, life can be lived this way. You can think about this for your home or whatever business that you're going to work for. Back at Northeastern University, Joe Ranahan says he takes a lot of satisfaction in the work he and his colleagues are doing here, especially since Ranahan himself is a graduate of Northeastern. We've saved the university millions and millions of dollars, millions and millions of kilowatt hours, uh, and carbon emissions. I should think, too, you must feel pretty good when you go to bed at night knowing that you're saving all this energy and saving your alma mater all this money. I do. I drive my son crazy at home because I, um, I preach the same thing at home. I mean, it's, it's really ingrained in me. It doesn't make any sense to waste resources when you don't need to. And, um, you know, that's what it all comes down to. It's whether you want to waste something or you want to uh, save it for the next generation. And uh, I prefer not to waste it. Joe Ranahan, 
teaching his son how to conserve energy at home and putting the lessons into practice as energy manager at Northeastern University in Boston. For Living on Earth, I'm Bobby Bascom.